0: Welcome back to the Hour View podcast. Today, my guests are Chandler and Jill White, my friends who are a married couple who also happen to be wheelchair users. Today, we are sharing our experiences of our recent trip down to Orlando, where I visited Disney and Chandler and Jill visited Disney and also Universal Studios. We are sharing our experiences of traveling while disabled. Let's get into this conversation. I would like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. I am grateful and very happy to have my guests on the show today. I have two guests, and uh, it's Chandler and Jill White. So I am excited to have you all on. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining me. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. It's always like just getting to talk with an old friend. is great. <laughs> yes, yes, and that's right. We're just we're just talking, right? You know, it's <laughs> good conversation. So, Jill, uh, you and I, we uh, have known each other for a few years now. You are in the uh, inclusive play world, and we connect it through my other job that I have with Build Jake's Place, where we build inclusive playgrounds, and um, you working with uh, landscape structures. And um, you were actually on my podcast in the very first season, which was a fun uh, game of wheelchair bingo that we played where we- I
1: think about that all the time. It It was was so fun. I'll be out in life and it'll happen i I'm like, oh, bingo.
0: Yeah, it was so Uh fun where we just address different um, scenarios or different uh, things that are brought up to us as wheelchair users, uh, common things that we hear as, as being wheelchair users. Um, But I always ask my guests to introduce themselves. So Jill, can you tell our uh, old listeners and our new listeners uh, who you are again, and then Chandler, can you uh, also share uh, some information about yourself as well, who you are, um, and anything you would like to share about your lives and uh, something you'd like Mm -hmm. to do for fun?
1: Oh boy, um, so I'm Jill, Jill Moore-White, uh, recently married and I've done none of the effort that it actually takes to like change my name on stuff. So I just pick one, whatever name works. Um, but I, my job and it, it kind of became my passion over the years. I work for an inclusive playground specialist. So I work for a manufacturer based out of Minnesota landscape structures, um, just to think about how kids play, how we make the experience meaningful, how do we make sure everybody of different diagnoses really feels invited to be there and it started as a job and really just became um, a, a much bigger passion in the, the process and uh, so I work with that very closely, but for fun, I'm, I enjoy travel anyways. travel, food, music, video games, uh, Pokemon cards. Our house is wildly into Pokemon cards <laughs> caught onto the fad, real big. <laughs> And I'm
2: joined today uh, by my lovely husband, Chandler. Hello. So I am Chandler, her husband, obviously. Um, So let's see, I was put in a wheelchair in a car accident when I was 12. So I've been living with a disability since then. I've been playing sports, tried almost every sport under the sun, and basketball is what I've stuck with. I just play basketball here in Minnesota. Uh,
1: He's an excellent chef.
2: Yeah, he's like I the world's best
1: house husband yeah like i really looked out here
2: yeah definitely the house husband so <laughs> and what do you uh well sports and video games of course yes so yeah, something when it's negative five outside
0: yes or or positive five right <laughs> <Or> positive five. <laughs> when
1: there are only five degrees negative or positive you gotta have a backup
0: <laughs> right yes definitely has to be uh you know something else to do indoors uh that right. doesn't require you to leave yeah. your house actually <laughs> <laughs> big on that <laughs> so um the three of us we had a um very fun um how long was i in minnesota uh, three or four days maybe um
1: mm. <laughs> in the summer lot- notably you're very emphatic that you were only coming in the
0: summer. Absolutely. I had gone to Minnesota one time in September and it was 29 degrees and I live in New Jersey. I think it was 60 something degrees. When I left New Jersey, I got into Minnesota in September. It was when I was in my PhD program and uh, it was 29 degrees. And I said, I'll never. (laughs) never come back
2: (laughs) yeah that was enough reason to stay away (laughs) yeah i
0: said i'll "I'll never come back it has to be between the months of may and august and um (laughs) and uh i did i came back um with uh to tour landscape structures and uh it it was such a fun trip and i'll never forget the three of us uh as wheelchair users trying to get onto a boat and
1: We did do that, and, and then off the boat yeah. after we had, like, half hour on the boat. Yes. <laughs> like that was part of the trick, too.
0: Yes, and we all, and we all did it successfully, and um, I went out with our friend, uh, I came out to Minnesota with our friend Michael Wiley, and I just remember him saying, please, whatever you do, do not fall in this lake. <laughs> he goes, I remember that, because Michael Wiley
1: was dressed to the nines that day, his little boat outfit. And like, I can only imagine that man diving in to save anyone.
0: He was like, no, it's not happening. You're on your own. (laughs) Right. He goes, you can fall on me. You can fall on the dock, but do not fall in this lake. I said, trust me, that's the last thing I'll do is fall in the lake. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And it was was just such a fun, um, you know, such a fun trip. And that actually is uh, a good segue into our conversation for today, which is accessible travel and um, like I said, I came to Minnesota with Michael and that was the first time um, I had traveled with him so um, so that was an experience for him as well just to see how I manage things and how i'm able to carry my bags and uh, but then at the same time still. wise enough to know when I needed assistance with things to say like, hey, Michael, or to ask, you know, um, someone at the airport to help and assist me with something. So um, I often travel by myself, um, whether I'm in my car, or, you know, I've traveled to California by myself um, to see relatives, so I'm very, you know, I'm able to do things and and I go to Atlantic City or New York City um, and stay over in hotels. So I can manage pretty, pretty well by myself, being a a person with a disability and a wheelchair user, but um, sometimes things are not so uh, accessible (laughs) for uh, people with disabilities. So uh, I wanted to have this conversation with the two of you because in the fall, we all, you two went together. I went separately with uh, my mom and my uh, two it friends. It was a birthday that celebration I extravaganza. Yes. We, yes we <laughs> don't all... to mention no, that. No, no, it was an extravaganza for sure. I went to Disney to celebrate my fortieth birthday, and my mom uh, was turning seventy. We went in October, although my birthday was not until Thanksgiving, and her birthday is uh, December second. But uh, we had planned this trip for over two years, we had a big plan to have family and friends come, and then everybody knows what happened in the spring of 2020 with COVID. Um, So we had a lot of people, understandably, um, back out from the trip, but I still had two friends, uh, my friend Kristen and her husband Daniel. I went to college with Kristen, they live in Florida, and so they still came and they actually drove, I, I didn't know Florida was so big, but they drove for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> they lived here in the Panhandle and they drove for six hours to come stay uh, at Disney with us for the, the week that we were there. So it was really uh, such a fun trip uh, that that we took. And um, so I, I, th- I wanted to share, you know, our different experiences or our similar experiences, I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, of what we, uh, what we experienced in Disney as far as accessibility and things go. Um, so as I said, I went to Disney for my birthday and um, you all went to Disney as well to Florida and um, were you celebrating anything special or is this a uh, favorite vacation spot for you?
1: <laughs> we had never been. Um, we yeah. were going, so we got married during the pandemic and we uh, had never. We also renovated a house that was built in '53 and was like almost about to die. And then we were like, "No, no, you get the jaws of life." So we undertook. Um, just priorities were in a different place, and we hadn't got to go on a honeymoon. And it was really um, right. It was a week after our anniversary, and so we anniversary honeymooned it and made a week yeah. of it. And like put more energy. Like you have to have a lot of energy yeah. to go to all the
2: like that <laughs> Yeah, we went for a full week.
0: Oh, that's for fantastic! Fun. Yeah, um I think you guys got there the day we were leaving, or the day before we were leaving. um And it oh, was... we should have planned better. I know, I know. I know. We were just shy we went of to it. to wine fest. <laughs> That would have been so much fun. We have to do that. Let's make it happen. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back, Turn Epcot down. with Art. Yes, absolutely. Um, that was actually my third time in Disney. We went as a family um, when I was four or five years old, maybe. Then I went on my uh, senior trip from high school um, and then going now as a uh, almost 40 years old, 40-year-old.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> um, not gonna look to day over 30.
1: Oh, uh, well, thank That's you. true. I actually really had <laughs> no idea. I thought you idea. were,
2: yeah. I
1: <laughs> You were like twenty
0: nine. Uh thank really.
1: you. <laughs> and then you yeah. said I'm celebrating my fortieth, and I, I, I'm, I'm still not convinced. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's surprising to me too, because sometimes I'm just like, wait, like where did the time go? Because I can, um, vaguely remember that first trip to Disney actually, and doing the character breakfast thing and seeing the yeah. characters yeah. and. You know, I remember those things. Of course I remember my senior class trip and everybody wanting to um because I, I was at the time as a you know, a high school senior, I was riding every ride and would ride it twice if you wanted me to. And so everybody was like, Oh great, like yeah, can you come with us and like get on this with us? And so it was, you know, a lot of fun this time around. Um was a little bit different. I didn't get on too many things, but uh, we spent a lot of time. <clears throat> we spent a lot of time in the parks. We went to a park every day, uh, except for that last day. It started to rain and I was kind of grateful uh, <laughs> that it did. <laughs> yeah. We were
1: out that day. I, I think, no, we, that was the day we landed. It was very wet and gray.
0: It was, yeah. And it, it cleared mm. up and I said, oh, I can, you know, I can make it to that Epcot or to Magic Kingdom and see the fireworks one more time. And I said, no, because if it starts raining, I'll be pissed. So we <laughs> were mad. Yeah, we got <laughs> caught on one day. We yeah.
1: did, we did. It was actually um, like, it was one of those thunderstorms, the Florida thunderstorm for sure. And we had just finished Space Mountain. And all of a sudden we're sitting in the little indoor area and Chandler and I look, I think at the same time, and go, I gotta go to the bathroom. And it's like monsooning outside. We now. bought these dumb little ponchos and we're like sprinting to go to the accessible restroom, uh, hiding underneath the monorail. But oh. at this point, it's raining sideways, so it's not doing anything for yeah.
0: us. <laughs>
1: and we were waiting on our um, Disney wristbands to print. And so both of us are trying to find a spot like to keep this receipt dry because you can't get your wristband without the freaking receipt. Right. So just like, I remember getting stuck in a monsoon going, this is awful and chaotic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so to, to talk more specifically about our, um, our travel experiences, we, um, my mom and I, we shared a room and my friends, they shared a room that was actually next to ours. Uh, we stayed at Disney Pop Century, um, and just um, I would like to talk about the the hotel uh, experience, the the room, the size, the width. I mean, you are two wheelchair users. I'm just one wheelchair user, so I'm very interested yeah. to um, you know to hear your experience about um, you know where you stayed and uh, about the hotel, like you know, the, the width of the doors and things like that, how did you find that to be uh, accessible or not so accessible for you?
1: So uh, this, I guess, and jump in whenever, it would be a great spot for the comparison. Um, when we were staying at Universal, we stayed at the Hard Rock, which is on the Universal campus per se. And what I loved about it, um, besides hotel carpet, I hate hotel carpet, that's a nice nightmare situation. It's the yeah. worst nightmare to get to. Um, but it was really nice that we didn't have to rely on transportation. We um, were able to exit the hotel and push to either the park itself, push to city center, city walk is what it's called, which is the big entrance into Universal, or they had an accessible little boat so we could take the ferry over there and we would do that so we could play Pokemon Go. Um, <laughs> instead of having to push at the same time. Uh, but it, I really appreciated Universal because I I love, as a user, when you don't feel like you have to request too many accommodations to get around somewhere of uh, that we, we could get from our room to the park and, and engage and be there quickly, stop and get food, stop and grab coffee, and you're not reliant on Uh, which bus has its accessible seats open, um, which Uber has enough space for you, and are they nearby? Uh, does this water taxi have a comfortable spot for your wheelchair? Is it too full? So I I really did like the autonomy from the hotel at Universal. Mm Do you have anything to add to that? No,
2: it was really accommodating. Like We didn't have to really change any way that we went about going to the park or, like, having to make sure that there wasn't any steps in the way like it was really accessible and the boat was super easy, super flat no ramps just right on you just park a chair and then you're and you're off. So
1: the room itself was a little tight though of getting two wheelchairs around in there um, and I just got a chair that was a little wider that like barely fit in between the bed and the wall. so that was driving me bananas and uh, I think that was the hotel. Um, the bathroom wasn't, like, it was, it was spacious, but the way they lay out some of these spaces where they have the door that goes inward, so if that door's going inward, like, and I need to get my chair in there, like, we had room service coming, and the room service guy's coming up, and I'm trying to take a shower, and so I either have to leave my wheelchair outside of the room, or just give this man a show, <laughs> so, uh, like, in like that, it's moments like that where, I mean, especially as a designer and thinking about how we, we experience spaces, I was in the restroom going, this is really dumb. I'm <laughs> like my wheelchair nowhere near me. So mm-hmm. yes, uh, the hard rock in location was nice. The room was a little tight and we, when we got to Disney, sorry, I'm answering your question in a really long-winded way, I guess. Uh, but when we got to Disney, we stayed at the JW Marriott, Ooh. big Marriott, and we get points there. <laughs> Um, So it wasn't formally on the Disney campus, but it was really close. Uh, But that one was a little bit more challenging because we were very reliant. Like we had to Uber anywhere we wanted to go Um, or take the monorail where it was. I don't know if you took the monorail, but that is a long ramp, real long ramp. Oh, yes.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like like almost like three stories of a ramp. It is
1: sure ADA compliant, but man, that is a long ramp.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, that, and that was my question. I'll start with the monorail since that, I have a picture of that ramp and I was wondering if it was ADA compliant because... I
1: don't know. I told myself it was to make myself feel better, but there were times
0: I was like, this is a slope. It's tough. It was really Um, tough. And what I thought about, um, and actually it was actually, (laughs) it was honestly, it was when I experienced that monorail ramp when I thought oh my gosh like I have to have you both on to talk about this (laughs) because
1: especially
2: after being at the park all day and then you look up
0: and then Um... you see
1: the train coming and you know you have a limited amount of time to get to the top of that monorail before the train leaves
0: yeah you're like oh shit wait a minute like it's (laughs) it's a steep
1: Yeah, real
0: tired right now. <laughs> and what I thought about honestly was, I was with my mom and two of my friends, and I thought about for wheelchair users who use manual wheelchairs where they push themselves who might be by themselves. And it's just like, yeah, you you can rely on and ask, you know, one of the cast members there or, you know, a fellow park goer to help you, but it's just like, you shouldn't have. He to. certainly was not going to tell me up that hill. Right. right. You were on your own. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know, so it's it's those types of things. And speaking of the hotel rooms, like I said, I was just one wheelchair user in our hotel room. And it was really, it was one of the things of like, okay, there's two beds here, which bed am I gonna take? Because, you know, where am I gonna park my chair? And um, mm-hmm. all those kinds of situations, like I can crawl around without my uh, braces on. Um, <clears throat> so that's not an, an issue for me. I you know, I don't like doing it at hotels, but it's like if I have to i I will um, but it's the bathroom yes, was not spacious enough for me to turn my chair around in you know and it, it just really makes me wonder and i've I've said this before on on a podcast episode where I wonder who really designs these rooms um and I know the aDA has certain standards that they have to. Uh, you know, that that places have to follow and and laws and rules and things that they have to follow. But a lot of times these things are not functional for people who actually have disabilities. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Like when we
1: we got to the JW Marriott and we got to our room um, and it was an accessible room and it was this like breath of fresh air. when we got there because it was more spacious. There was room, uh, lots of room for chairs to navigate, um, roll-in shower. Uh, the tub was really big but then you get into the bathroom and they have one of those dumb little like designated rooms for the toilet
2: because
1: mm-hmm. the shower's here and then the little toilet's in this little like cubby mm-hmm. and that's comfortable transfer you gotta like
2: yeah it's just like straight on there's no like angling at all right you gotta
1: like, put a wheelchair and just pray you don't land in the ether
0: right like, <laughs> <laughs> it turn and right <laughs> right it's um the other thing was um The mattresses, the beds, the you know, because they're on a a, you know box spring or a platform, and then it's the mattress that's God knows how thick. uh, Yeah,
2: they're always ridiculous. You know,
0: (laughs) ten inch thick mattress on top of a platform that's already two feet off of the bed, uh, which (laughs) does which doesn't make for easy transfers uh, for people in wheelchairs. If you know, if if you have the upper body strength to do it, yeah, but you're still kind of throwing yourself, launching yourself up on. on the bed. Yeah, hoping and hoping
2: you, you're not sliding oh, back off. I was going to say, and <laughs> hoping you stay yeah.
1: on it. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, what drove me nuts, too, at the Hard Rock um, at Universal was that uh, they had, they tried to make the room very fanciful. They put the little couch in, like, a little nook and cranny, um, but the window was behind the couch, mm-hmm. and every single day housekeeping would come in and open the curtains, open the lines. but our room faced another room, and so, like, we'd get back and we'd want to shut our blinds and then it was a process of like nose goes of who has to shut this stupid window (laughs) because somebody's gonna crawl out of their wheelchair crawl on the couch like try to grab this thing I mean it was a process and it's definitely like like if you I can't even imagine that's comfortable for an able-bodied person because you're doing like a weird lean over this
0: sofa anyways right it's again it, it just really makes me think of like who designs this stuff um, mm-hmm. and not just like you said, not just for people with disabilities, but for, for anybody, like, it can't be easy to, you know, to climb over a,
2: <laughs> a sofa Yeah, to, It to, was really, weirdly placed.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's really, um, it's, it's, a, it's one of those things that I say quite often. It's like, yes, they've come a long way and there's a long way to go. And I think what really, what really surprised me about Disney was Uh, for as popular as they are, and um, for as long as they've been around. There's uh, Walt Disney World celebrating 50 years this year. uh, Mm -hmm. I think it started last year. Um, Just how, you know, it wasn't quite accessible for everything. Um, Where we stayed at Pop Century, they have a new uh, mode of transportation called the Skyliner, which is um, a modern day... I guess, like, cable car, ski lift type of situation. <laughs> uh, oh, I remember
1: I wanted to ride that. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: closed in, um, and, and it made me think, uh, when you mentioned that you had just recently got a new wheelchair that is a little bit wider, It's um, the Skyliner fits, I believe, six people, um, can fit up to 10 or something like that, and my wheelchair, because of the way it's designed, the wheels go out on an angle. So it's not straight, you know, it's not a straight box. It it goes out on, the wheels go out on an angle. So my chair just Mm -hmm. fit on the Skyliner because there's two benches and, you know, my chair, you drive it straight in and it fits between the two benches. And thankfully, the three people I was with were also able to fit on it. But I'm thinking, it's like, why couldn't they make something where like part of a bench went up so that I could, you know, to make more space? It's like, you're Disney, Like, can you get it together? (laughs) I yeah. mean, if
1: we did yeah. that, you saying that, we probably wouldn't have been able to ride it together.
0: No. No, you wouldn't original, have. They have
1: the, the Hogwarts Express, mm-hmm. which obviously, you're a, a diehard Harry Potter fan like we are, uh, you want to ride the Hogwarts Express, but that's their park-to-park transport. If you want to mm-hmm. go from adventure to regular Universal Studios, you have to take this train, and there's only one accessible seat per section of the train. And so they gave Chandler his own, I think. I was riding it with his family before.
2: Yeah, I was riding it with other people.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, we, like, awkwardly are sitting in there meeting this whole new family. And mine was really cute. They all spoke Spanish and, like, asked me a question or something. And I panicked and just said, see. And by the end of it, we were all friends. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, that's such an awkward thing to do. If they're on their family vacation, having their family time, I'm on mine. And all of a sudden, like, it's this family merger just because there's no way to sit together. It's right. so, like, you know,
2: just those little moments of. Well, I guess it, it kind of, I guess one of the things too is like, maybe they're, they have kind of strict rules on it. So like, they did have like the back of the platform for the train, like opened up so you could get your chair in. But when I was in there, I was like, Jill could have been right beside me, but they had a rule that like only one wheelchair per, I guess, accessible spots. So I was kind of, wish that they would have kind of just listened a little on that end. But I guess if it's just, you know, rules are rules, but there was a lot of instances like that where we could have made something work and they were just like, no, you can't, that's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, like the human component kind of goes out of it in a way.
0: Right, and that's um, one of the other situations I, I ran into was, um, it's like you have your classic rides, like, you know, you said Space Mountain and uh, It's a Small World and all and, your oh, your Dumbo the rock ride. And yeah,
2: you your, the, yeah, you have your
0: Yeah, you have your classic rides and then there's um like the new Avatar ride at um the animal animal kingdom. So I wear mm-hmm. leg braces and I wanted to get on the ride, but because of my leg braces I couldn't move my legs up far enough for it to snap in. Or the, they mm-hmm. have like a shin guard that locks it in place that brings up the back thing. And yeah, and it's, yeah so it's just like, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying this just for me, but it's just like, why don't they think of these types of things? Because um, I think it's like an old stereotype again that people with disabilities don't get on these rides. They don't enjoy these rides. So mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it really irritated me with that ride specifically because it is a fairly new ride. Yeah, and everyone really hypes that one up too. Right, and so it was just like, oh yeah, so many of my friends, oh, when you go, you have to get on this ride, you have to get on this ride. And the thing is, I wear my braces because I don't know if I'll have to get up and transfer and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I had my braces on. Um, so it's those types, of, um, those types of situations, I just wish that they could uh, work with you know, people like ourselves <laughs> to help them. That's uh, one of the
1: things I think I yeah. did really appreciate about Universal is because they do rely so heavily on the 3D effects and motion rides. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of bread and butter. They, they did a lot of that. But what I really could appreciate was uh, they would have cars with the extra wide doors for you to transfer into um, that they had dedicated Spaces of like you get in here and we're going to move your chair to you so you can experience this ride. Or even uh, like something like Avatar, where um, you're looking at this screen and and Disney has you relying very much on this little bike uh, so that you can travel through the experience. Uh, Universal I did applaud the fact that they might have benches for everybody else and those benches might have a little bit of movement. But in the event that somebody does want to stay in their chair, they would have dedicated spaces for that. Mm-hmm. And sure out on some of the sensations and the motion, um, I at least appreciated that they didn't say, if you can't transfer, why are you here? So Mm -hmm. we could obviously go further. We could find ways to integrate that motion a little bit. But um, like you said, that we've come a long way. There's a ways to go. But I did really appreciate that they said, oh, we do have seats for you. And if you want to transfer, you can do that as well.
2: Rides are newer too. So they kind of had those like,
1: it was like Despicable Me or, or Shrek?
2: Or, yeah, and it's like the ones that it would be hard to transfer into, but the whole side would open up, and then you could just, because there would be like a designated part for that, and then they would know exactly what to do. They would put you over there, and they never lost your wheelchairs or anything. <laughs> they so I love that about Universal, too.
1: Like, they had really good team members for it, or even um, on the Hogwarts Castle ride, uh, Universal... So some of you might have seen it at Disney. They had the moving metal platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you saw any of those, but metal cannot be on that platform when the platform is in motion. And so they would either have to stop it or say, you can't go. Uh, For example, like we went to Magic Kingdom and it was one of those where everybody hyped it up to us. You got to go on the Peter Pan ride. You got to go on the Peter Pan ride. And we get there and they're like, well, if you can't walk or transfer or walk over this moving treadmill you can't get on this ride so we just sat in line for it too to be told no which like it kind of was frustrating but you think okay on to the next one but in retrospect universal um, they had the same system they had the moving conveyor belt platform and either they would put you in their own chair to help you safely transfer sorry for the dog uh they would stop the track entirely like for the both of us we wanted to ride a ride together and so that's pretty difficult to do two chair transfers where someone's pushing you and you're moving onto the ride so that we could sit next to each other. And I mean, I felt that they did a really great job of saying, okay, well these people are going to want to ride this together, so they did stop the platform for us. And they did—they uh, don't advertise that. Like that was kind of on the low that they were willing to do it. Okay. Um, felt like we were working with really good people. And then for their Hogwarts Castle ride, one of their oldest and more popular rides, they have a full separate room where they have these lifts that come in that you can transfer onto them at a stopped pace, at
0: a comfortable pace. And then it just merges with the rest of the ride. Yeah. yeah. That's um it, it's nice when you have, like you said, when you're when you get the nice people that are willing to work out uh, work things out with you and um you know and all that kind yeah, of I think stuff. It's
2: the the newer rides to they They really do take that into account because like with peter pan it's an older ride so they just Mm -hmm. it's not really equipped to be stopped or it would just back up for hours because it's the way it was built and the same thing with like rock and roller coaster we couldn't ride that together because of fire hazards because of if something happened the fire department has their like protocols they have to like take one only one disabled person on the ride at a time so we had separately which i was like oh this kind of sucks like we can't just
1: which was super awkward because you have to get on the ride at a different like people don't see you getting on the ride they don't see your wheel don't know why
2: so you just show up so just at the, show a completely up. empty cart but yours in the back like hey <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was too, so like like the other one they're like well you can sit here with the other person's stuff and so like chandler just bought a lightsaber and so he's sitting yeah. there with all of our stuff I ride the ride, and then I'm like, okay, it's your turn, and he rides the ride, and it's just super awkward.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's over 20 years old, so that's what they had talked about, so I think the newer, the newer rides are way more accommodating, and I think the more they come out with new stuff, it's just going to be that much more accessible, so we kind of are just at a different time, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I actually, when I went to Disney for my senior class trip back in, uh, what was that uh 2000 <laughs> i um rock and roller coaster was brand new so that was uh you know it was yeah like, and it's yeah. so much
2: fun too yeah it's such yeah. a cool
0: ride yeah it was brand new and i i do remember you know that whole thing of, of i rode that a few times that you know that year uh i didn't ride it this this time around but um <laughs> yeah yeah it's just um And, and my, my thing is this, so you have like your, like you said, your rides that are 20 years old and more current, and then you have those that are, you know, older, I just think, you know, it would be nice. Like for using the Dumbo ride as an example. It would be nice if they could switch out one of the old dumbos with a new Dumbo
2: <laughs> that right, had like, yeah. you right, know, that had,
0: that had like an older door, a, a newer door that, that, yeah, was like wider. Something that opens up, wider. Yeah, that up yeah. yeah. Like it mm-hmm. should, it should be pretty easy to do that. I mean, it's, you know, with that kind of uh company with that kind of money, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying you have to make them all that way, but two or three. Yeah, you don't have to
2: change the entire thing, but no, like little right do go a long way.
0: No, just, yeah. yeah, just update a few things about it and make it more accommodating so people who would like to ride it And that way, if nobody is there at that time, other people can still ride it. It's not, you know, it's not just a space yeah, for yeah. a yeah. wheelchair. Yeah, it's
2: designed specifically right. for you. Exactly. Yeah. It's not
0: that it's out it's of use. Like the at needs. times,
1: though, I, I felt like we were almost, you'd had to be ready for a pop quiz of, um, you had to answer questions correctly. Like, the human component, I felt like we lost a few times, especially at Disney, where uh, it would be, for example, we wanted to go, we've never been, so obviously got to go to the, what's the big ball? The the Epcot Epcot. ride. What's that ride called? Yes. Journey or something. Yeah,
2: something like that.
0: Spaceship Earth.
1: Yeah, and um, we go... the accessible entrance and i've been herded that way it's a side door which is a whole other conversation but whatever we get there we're ready to go and the woman said um basically asked the well are you able to walk question and like she was asking are you able to walk from this point on like there was a good i don't know 20 feet from where we were up the ramp are you able to walk from here to your seat and uh like Chandler heard her differently than I did and so both of us kind of gave two conflicting answers and she's looking at us going so what can you do and it's almost like if we answer the next portion of the question incorrectly she was ready to say well you can't ride this right um and so eventually like we we had to backpedal we had to say yes in the event of an emergency we are going to be able to walk not walk but like you know call we yes. can get ourselves we we can manage mm-hmm. and we be able to convey that, but use the right buzzwords. So we're looking at her going, yes, ma'am, we we can walk. Because if we say anything else, she's gonna be like, well, you didn't say what I needed you to say. Right. Then you're not able. Uh and then we got there. And I mean it was perfectly accommodating. They slowed down the track for us. We got into our seat. Everything was fine, but it's like at times you had to get ready to answer the question right to get past the bouncers.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Yes. And like right. I think if we had done that, if we've been more prepared on Rock and Roller Coaster, we could have done the same when they hit you with the can you walk? They want to know can you get out in the event of an emergency and if Yes. Great. But it's like after you say after you give a moments of like maybe I do this differently, shut down, nope, they're not going to hear it anymore. Yeah,
0: I guess right. it's just
2: lack of knowledge on their part. Like I've been on I went to Six Flags one time and it was like it's really one of the tallest ones is called Goliath. And you have to they were like, you have to be able to walk down the steps in case of emergency. But i kind of swindled my way on it. And they just came up and they're like, Are you paralyzed? And I was like, um, not fully. And they were like, All right, good to go. <laughs> I was like Alive, but like, it's like, yeah, if it's stuck, I'm gonna get down. I'm not but it's just I don't know how much of that is just lack of knowledge with a lot of people and they don't want to mm-hmm. say the wrong thing, So
1: Yeah. Exactly like exactly that it's a a lack of knowledge but an unwillingness to have the dialogue
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so we ended up in a situation once where um, we answered the question wrong but I I was really impressed when they said well how about you come look at this setup and we'll see like does this this work if this is what we're required to do versus what do you need to do Um, and so it was this merging like I, I felt like there was this degree of like we want to work with you. We we want to make sure you can have this experience. And so I do know they are a little bit newer, and things are a little bit more recent, uh, but I felt mm. like the overall attitude was a little more accommodating.
0: Yeah, and that's what happened. Like, I was impressed with that. Yeah, that happened with my mom and I with um, uh, what is it? It's one of the other Avatar ride, Navi River, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um,
2: one is tough. Yeah.
0: yeah, with the transfer into the thing, that into- was yeah yeah it was (laughs) pirates of the caribbean it was rough um but the guy at the front i i asked him like what you know what is it like what's the transfer situation like and he said well and he checked with you know i guess one of the managers or you know i don't know what they're exactly called but um Mm -hmm. he said well i'll take you in through the exit so you can see it and then if um you know if you feel like you can do it then you know then you can get on I said, okay. And the the wait time wasn't long at all. So I was like prepared to go back through and wait in the line with everybody else. And we were there and he was just like, It's just the two of you? We said, Yeah, he goes, All right, I'll put you on like one of these next things coming up, like just wait here. He was like, If you think you you can do it, I said, Yeah, I can, you know, get in and out and won't be won't be pretty, Mm -hmm. but I won't fall in the water. Um. (laughs) Back to falling in lakes. Still not doing
2: it. I'll tear this place down before I
0: fall. Right,
2: right. I'll grab onto everything.
0: Right. I won't fall in that water, but I'll uh, I'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Might lose a shoe, but (laughs) but my clothes will stay dry. So it was, you know, it was those types of little things that were, um, you know, really nice. Instead of, like you said, getting through, you know, waiting in a line for an hour or so just to find out, like, oh, shoot, this is not accessible i can't really get get on and off of this ride uh you know safely (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: and so many other rides too i mean they'll say this ride requires a transfer this what ride requires you to be able to stand but in reality of like it's almost hard to gauge it by that because you move so differently and everybody can do different things and so it's there's almost no way of knowing right so it's just when you get there you hope it's been accommodated for you um, and, and to your point, I mean, some people in Disney, they had a really good job of the, the human component of we want to do the jungle cruise ride. And only one wheelchair can fit on one of the boats. And so they're sitting there going, well, obviously we don't want to separate you. Um, how can we do this? And so they brought us through the exit. We got to look at it. Chandler stayed in his wheelchair. I did some like swindling to jump down. But they were ready. They, they had my wheelchair. They asked where I needed support. Um, So there was this existence of people who were really excited to work with you and make a solution present. And maybe that comes down to training. I mean, maybe it's not necessarily always the facility, but it's uh, Mm -hmm. how do we educate our employees on disability? Is it this hard, fast line? Or is there a little bit more like, let's make sure we're working with you to make your experience positive. And I think that
0: that would be really good to see throughout. And that mm. is why I knew I could have this conversation with you all where we could share our experiences and then also come with, come up with solutions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not it's, just
1: a, not just a bitch fast. I was gonna say it's as great. Nice as bitch, those are.
0: It's great <laughs> to bitch about stuff. Um, and then also to come up with potential solutions where it again, like I said, if you can just switch out one of those Dumbo rides or one of those. You know, log flume rides or just, I mean, it, it should be fairly easy. And back to the, the mm-hmm. hotel situation, it's, you know, my, my friends and, and my mom, they were saying, oh, you definitely have to like, you know, see who you could write a letter to about this hotel room. I said, well, I know what they're going to say. I said, first of all, it, this company is not, you know, they're not risking their, you know, being sued about accessibility. Like I said, if, if and again, with that ramp for the monorail, if that ramp has to be at a, what, 32 <laughs> degree slope, it's at 32, you know, it's, it's no more yeah. than that. Yeah. <laughs> like they're going up right to the line. I yeah, said, and as, gonna... far as, and as far as the hotel room goes, I said, that's the problem. There's nothing that says that, that rooms at, uh, um, at all the properties have to be accessible. They just have to provide accessible rooms. They have them over at their Caribbean uh, villas that are, you know, $2,000 a day. <laughs> Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. So that's what they'll tell you, like, oh, well, we you can get an accessible villa, you know, there's much more yeah, space over Yeah, and you're like, are you here. paying for
1: it? Great. Right.
0: You know, so that's, I said, that's how they get around it. So no, they're not breaking any laws. I'm almost positive of that. They're not, they didn't get that far being less than smart. So it's, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's there's ways around a lot of things and they have found it. Um, you know, but like you said, just to provide training for their employees and not just, you know, not just during orientation, you know, to provide it every couple of months, once a year to say, you know, Hey, here's how we can assist people. And, um, you know, we, we had talked about, uh, when we played the, uh, wheelchair bingo about, you know, certain things that people do for, for people with disabilities, people in wheelchairs and just pushing your chair without asking, like just little things like that. and and saying, how can I assist you, Uh, you know, how can I be of assistance to you, and and just teaching people, their employees, um, you know, ways to assist their their customers, and I think that would really, really go a long way um, in improving things, like, of course, I will definitely go back, Um, I'm already thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like we said in the beginning, like going back to Epcot and doing like, you know, the wine and food festival again, and, and just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, it, it, it was a great time. I had a great time during that uh, week that we were there and, um, but still to bring this type of topic out and to discuss it, um, to make, just to make people aware, because I, you never know who's listening or who might know somebody. Um, yeah. Even at at Disney or outside of Disney or Universal, just who who may hear something that we're talking about and can say like, "Oh yeah, well we can do better in this, you know, in this specific way." Um, and I've I've had people that I've traveled with sometimes that you know they can't believe some of the things that I experience <laughs> as a wheelchair user. And you know, we brought it up briefly with um, having the Uh, transportation at the hotels and and making that an easy thing so you don't have to wait for an accessible uber and Mm -hmm. you know because accessible ubers are few and far between and And they're a little more
1: expensive they're Mm -hmm. expensive if you're going to call an uber xl even if it's not going to be accessible quote-unquote but have room for two chairs you're paying more money
0: yes yep exactly and um i've out in new york city i was left by a few accessible ubers that (laughs) <laughs> they're accessible and they're on the app as being accessible they pull over to come pick me up and they see that I'm a wheelchair user and they take off they so, get a toot about uh, it app. they get a toot no way yeah. I
2: believe
0: it. yeah that's happened to me twice it happened to me um thankfully I was with other people when it happened um and they were just like their minds were blown
1: <laughs> oh no I was gonna say that happened to um a friend of mine in New York uh, she called an accessible van because she was taking her racing wheelchair to Central Park. And she called a van, and there's plenty of space for it. Um, the guy had stopped, but they weren't even in a busy area. And he got there and flat out refused. He said, You're not getting in my vehicle. Oh, and wow. she said, Sir, just so you know, that it is discrimination. And I am going to report you. And this man, he got on the app, she never got into his vehicle. And he got in and reported her for not wearing her mask. And so she actually got yeah. banned from Uber for like a week because of this guy who actively wow. her, but was just quicker to the punch.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah
1: like, I can
2: understand if you outright come out and say, I'm afraid that, you know, the tear is going to damage the inside. Like, I can respect that more than just like, like with what your driver said, like, oh, no, my shift ended. You're like, I, I
0: know right what there. you're doing.
2: You just made it worse I just. <laughs> like right. What you, you're really concerned? You clearly
0: about. Like, agreed to take my friends who are able-bodied, and yeah, then you saw I, me and said, "Oh no, my shift ended." Like, okay, like how was? How are you going to take them? You know, <laughs> wow,
1: the, the, like, the thirty
0: blocks and yeah. in, in in the two seconds it took you to say your shift ended, like that makes no sense, sir. But like, okay, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, you know, this this conversation, like I said, it's very much needed and. Um, Again, not just a bitch fest, <laughs> but, um, mm. you know, it, it's necessary to have these conversations because without the conversations, we can't change anything. Things have to be talked about as uncomfortable as they may be. Um, and and that's, you know, we have to start somewhere and and talking about it, I think, is a, uh, a great place to start because we can, as people who have the experience of living with disabilities and uh, being wheelchair users, it's it's like we can, I guess we're the best ones to <laughs> to offer this feedback. Is um, you know is what mm-hmm. I would like to call it because I love traveling and I love uh, you know as you mentioned, Jill, I, I love concerts. and you know going <laughs> going places and just doing things and having fun. Uh, and then it's, uh, I guess, I think it's what the social model of dis- disability where it's like, you know, are we disabled uh, because of our diagnosis or are we disabled because society around us is not accessible? <laughs> so it's right, really- is it uh, the environment? Yeah, mm-hmm. is it the environment around us that makes us disabled? Uh, and a lot of times, I think, especially through conversations like this, we see that the environment and society around us makes it hard for us to get around and just do things that other, everybody likes to do, um, you know, everybody loves taking trips and going on airplanes. And as you mentioned in your uh, story about getting on the plane with your dogs and not having um, the aisle chairs, it's just like, you you checked in with, you know, you saw, they saw that you had two wheelchairs, like, why didn't they just <laughs> start yeah the aisle well, chairs? Nobody. Right. There.
1: But what I appreciate about these conversations too, and Chandler and I talk about this all the time is that um, it takes a, a special kind of person to I think educate in a constructive way and that's why I really appreciate the conversations with you artists because it's it's a bitch fest but it's also a solution fest of like we're we're not gonna sit here and just complain about how awful everything is we're, we want to talk about it in a constructive way we want to talk about it in a a way people can relate to of like yeah. I, I think last the story of when I um was getting out of the airplane at like seven in the freaking morning. People don't need to be doing either of those things, getting off of planes or being awake at seven o'clock in the freaking morning. And I was getting off of this plane and the flight attendant came up behind me, just, just like I wear my backpack and my backpack is a bonafide 2000 pounds. I believe everything in the world should fit in one backpack and that's fine. And so it's gonna take me a little bit longer, but I've got my system. And this woman comes up behind me and grabs me by the waist. At seven in the morning. I haven't had a drink yet. Like this is early for this. <laughs> and pushes me up the jet bridge going, choo choo. Like in my head, I was like, we're on an airplane lady. Like you went for the train noise. First off, you're not correct. Second off, this is ridiculous. Third off, this is really embarrassing to bust into the terminal going choo choo. Right. <laughs> but like, that's a, as ridiculous as that is, that's not that obscene of a story for somebody in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. Uh, but I made a Facebook status about it and just told the story and made it funny made it very obvious how obscene it was and the response I got from it where people were calling me going no way that did not happen stuff like that can't happen to you have I ever done that to you have I made you that uncomfortable and so all of a sudden we're laughing about it but people are aware of it and they have this education of like that is the lived experience right and so I value these conversations because it, it does bring to light that experience without attacking people for not knowing
2: yeah that's what it's like you're you don't want to shun people that still like with good intentions essentially Mm -hmm. like still wanted to help she just didn't she went about the complete wrong way of doing
1: it you don't want
2: to like shame her and so swear she never even wants to help someone who's disabled again because of fear you know being blasted on the internet or something like that so right
0: yeah, and it's you know like you said it's not like we just you know talked about the 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 bad parts of our trip and like okay well that's the end, that's the end of the episode let's wrap this up. <laughs> you know?
2: yeah. yeah, I mean that's, overall though our trip was really it was fun and
0: yeah oh I had the time of my life so. in Disney it was it was a great time and um, I I was telling people I said I know a, a lot of families that go to Disney every year um every year every other year you know they go three out of five years and i'm just like how like like why why would you go someplace over and over again i was at disney for two days and i was like oh i get it Okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Makes, we didn't go to the tequila
1: sense. cave i forgot to tell you oh. we didn't make it to tequila
2: yeah caves. well that's gonna be our main reason for that's going, back. going back well that's why we'll go back <laughs> There it is. i'm absolutely about that yeah.
0: <laughs> that's why we'll go back But, um, you know, it's really, I, I did, I had the time of my life. I'm definitely going back sometime soon. Um, it's, it was just so much fun and just the experience of it all. Um, but it, it really made me realize, I guess the, the difficulties again, I was there with three other people and, um, that's not always the case for people with disabilities. We don't always travel. With other people, not of us, not all of us have um, caregivers or nurses that are with us to help us out. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: You know, so it's it really made me think about those individuals who are traveling by themselves and what uh, difficulties they might have um, navigating certain things, ramps and hotel rooms and things like that. But um, again, I think like like we mentioned, educating um, and training would go up very long way. So any Disney employees that are listening, we are uh, the three of us are available to travel. Give us a call, (laughs) invite us back. (laughs) Travel to any of your parks, um, (laughs) to all of your parks.
1: (laughs) Many times we'll be there. As many times as you
0: need us, we we we'll be there to uh, put on we'll talk uh, over drinks. (laughs) Yes, yes. We'll go to Tequila Cave at Epcot (laughs) and just (laughs) We 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 are available.
1: I would love to touch on one thing, though, because um, I, I think it's kind of the unspoken, not even the elephant in the room, but it, I know we're in respect of time, but um, how Disney, it, it used to be the big thing of like people in wheelchairs got to the front of the line, and how that shifted, yes. and how they've made a different accommodations, uh, and one of the things I really wanted to appreciate about some of the newer rides that they are thinking about, as much as it sucks for us to lose that perk, Uh, is that I I did go to Universal by myself um, in August of last year. Uh, Chandler and I went back again in October because I was like, man, you got to see Harry Potter world. This will change your life. (laughs) But one of the things I was looking up was their accessibility policy. Like, I'm sitting there trying to figure out, okay, can I get to the front of the lines, pull this card? Um, And they were really emphatic that they said, no, uh, the lines are actually part of our experience. And I'm going, like, there's absolutely no way that adding, like, waiting in a line is going to make my day better. Uh, but i mean it was moving fast and you're seeing if like some of these newer rides they go all out and decorating their line of mm-hmm. like you're Hogwarts castle you're seeing um, like in universal you go through the forbidden forest hog or haggard's hut like different aspects of this fantasy world and there's a lot to look at like and it, it was kind of weird to be in this equitable environment where we are waiting in a line granted we got the express pass we weren't waiting there for very long uh, but they didn't have to do anything special they they made the newer rides more invitational to us and same went for disney uh, um rise of the resistance yes. uh, like the, did you ride on that one i did like the line was part of the experience
0: it was
1: <laughs> sitting there going like this is a, like a slow ride but like part <laughs> of and you're getting the buildup of all of a sudden why that ride is so cool
0: yes and I think um yeah I'm glad you brought that up because and I I think a lot of it may have I'm not positive I don't know this for a fact um but with the the width of the the walkways um you know they weren't always that wide (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think right. that's why, yeah. It, yeah, that's why you had to go through the exit because the, for some reason they made the exits a lot bigger, I guess, in case of emergencies, people could get out faster, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess
1: as I've never thought about that. Why yeah. it's that way.
0: Yeah, because it was always interesting to me, like, okay, this is the accessible entrance, but it's actually the exit where everybody else is exiting from. So it's it's um, it, it's um just very interesting why, uh you know, and again, I have no proof of that, but it just that's just something that i thought of that maybe makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally uh, does to me. And mm-hmm. now they've uh like with like you said with the newer rides, they've made them more wide, the walkways are more wide so wheelchairs can get through them. So there's really i guess there's less of a need for the, you know, wheelchairs yeah, to through the exits.
2: Not, there's no stairs anywhere, it's all ramps, which right. is super cool and it's very Right. Convenient.
0: And it's it's amazing how everybody can use a ramp, isn't it? It's just it's amazing, <laughs> how, <is> a rant? <laughs> it's amazing right. how everybody can actually use a ramp so uh but yeah Rise of the Resistance that was fun uh Smuggler's Run I got on that as well that was that was cool um mm-hmm. but yeah and and again those were like that was a ramp that was a heck of a ramp and uh I think it was Smuggler's Run that <laughs> just kept going and going. Yeah,
2: you'll, you'll definitely come back from a trip to Disney in shape. Yeah oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah your metabolism yeah. will jump start and restart <laughs> and everything
2: even if you're eating all the funnel cakes in sight you're pushing <laughs> oh, all
1: the cheesy pretzels absolutely those yeah. off real quick yeah
0: you're, <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> yeah you're definitely uh definitely getting the work out and uh for sure at, at disney yeah it's uh i was much younger when i went i was like wow i didn't know that these these rails were like hills last time Yeah, I was, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: they look a lot different
0: now. Right.
1: One of the things I did appreciate at Epcot, though, I thought it was really cool that they did it, and I, I can't wait to see it kind of pop up in more places because I think it will catch on. Um, I don't know if you were shopping in the big shopping center, uh, but you could check out at all these little, like, pop-up checkout stations
0: mm-hmm.
1: where you pay on the app, show the person that you paid, and leave. And, mm-hmm. like... I appreciated that is because I mean, I don't know, think about any shopping experience where if you've got a couple of different things, you're on your lap, you're trying to navigate your wheelchair while holding these things and push through the little like woven line with a million other people. Um, that's not an easy experience. That's right. that's kind of cumbersome. And I I drop a lot of things in that process. <laughs> Whereas this, it was kind of nice that that you could do this on the go. Uh, mm-hmm. wherever you something that met you where you were. And I, I felt like that was a really cool solution that could benefit people and be used in a lot of different places.
0: Yeah, there are, again, there were so many great things. Um, the good definitely outweighed the bad. Yeah, uh, I for feel sure. like the
2: d- direction that it's all going, especially with the ease of technology and even yes. just, I mean, long they've had the magic bands where you just, your ticket is, and you just pay with your wrist and you don't yes, have to right. like fumble with your backpack. and
0: right. Yeah, I like is, the
2: direction it's going.
0: Yes, definitely, I agree. It's um, again, this this conversation was great. I really appreciate um, talking with you both. It's great to uh, see you both. I can't wait to uh, get together. Either I'll come back out there, or we'll meet in Florida. Meet in
1: sunny, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sweet I thought we warm. meet at the tequila cave. Yeah, we can meet. We can meet it.
0: You Epi- free uh, next week? Cool. See you there. <laughs> right. it's right. Somewhere where it's warm. <laughs> But uh, sure. thank you, yeah, thank you both for uh, sharing your experience and also offering um, solutions uh, for you know for how this can be improved. Because again, everything I think is a work in progress. And um, grateful, uh, you know, Jill, we have uh, talked about this before with playgrounds like that we're both involved with. You know, playgrounds weren't always accessible when I was coming up. When you were younger, they weren't. They didn't have the uh, surfacing that exists, the poured-in-place surfacing. And now we see, as time is going on, more of these playgrounds are being built and um, being constructed. And people are looking, actively seeking them out. And how can we uh, make our playground in our town uh, more accessible, more inclusive for everybody? Uh, Jake's Place, we're working with six townships now in New Jersey to build. Congrats. Yeah, we, um, one township opened one in, uh, the end of October, actually. It was the week, actually, the week after I got back from Disney. <laughs> they happy. Okay. Uh, yeah. They opened, uh, one and it's, you know, it's just great how things are changing in a positive direction for inclusive and, uh, inclusiveness and accessibility, uh, for people with disabilities. because we're everywhere we do a lot of stuff uh we like to have fun uh the three of us at least like to drink tequila Uh, (laughs) character traits right you know (laughs) we We want to
1: be accessible when we're drinking our tequila we want to be able to fumble out of there like
0: everybody else exactly we we just want to be like everybody else (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we um again this this conversation is is great and um Thank you both for your time i really appreciate it and um i will be in touch and talk to you soon <laughs> okay <laughs> cool. awesome. thanks for having us all right yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Our View podcast. Did you find something in the episode that you really liked? Be sure to leave us a comment on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. Make sure you're following us to see the world from Our View on Instagram at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. We thank you for listening.